Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Please, in your dimly lit room, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound here on Little Friday. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. In a move reminiscent of if GE rehired Jack Welch or the Yankees rehired Yogi Berra, our general manager on this August 11th, 2022, is arguing about Trump. Hmm. That kind of hurt. Oh, yeah. Like My a, mood is soured. That's like, like old milk. <laughs> that was a kick in the testicle. I feel like I got... Feel like I had to get this down one on of them. I feel like I, I only have the one. Me and Hitler. I should get down on one day. Oh, boy. That hurt. Arguing about Trump. Yeah. Oh. oh. Another God. kick in the gut. Big Going finisher. through the email. Please. Oh, Lord. I gotta. I'm sure there's some way to do this. I've got to come up with some sort of filter that, if I'm just not in the mood to deal with it, it filters out any email that contains any mention of the real estate developer from New York. A Trump filter. Um, the orange fella. I just watched an interview on CNN with Mick Mulvaney, who was Trump's chief of staff there for a while. Interesting dude. Very interesting dude. Crazy anti-Trump. 
for a while. Then Trump got the nomination. Then he decided that's my guy. Got on board. Ended up being his chief of staff. Mm-hmm. Anyway, among things he said, and we're going to play later, his he goes through the laundry list of why Republicans should be skeptical of the FBI, and it's pretty good. Uh, but um, he also said, instead of both sides saying the other side should release this information, why don't both sides, why, why doesn't Trump release the warrant? Why doesn't the DOJ release the affidavit they used to get the warrant? And that would be helpful for the whole country. And him making the argument that saying, well, that's not the way we usually do things. We've gone so far past usually do things on this matter that we've got to look at it in different ways. So what do you think? Well, I don't know. I'm torn because I, I see your point. Absolutely. And, and Mick Mulvaney's point. But at the same time, I'm kind of grateful for adults acting like adults and not saying all the old rules are useless now. Now it's the great war for the heart of America. Everything's changed. I don't know that it has. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's so it's 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 so damaging to have, particularly if if releasing the information by the Department of Justice would make the the hardcore Trump supporters are never going to believe it. Doesn't matter any different. But that that chunk of people that might be, geez, I don't know, fifteen twenty percent of America that's sympathetic for Trump, maybe voted for him but soured on him a long time ago. If they saw, if, if the DOJ could release something that would make them say, oh, okay, I get it. No, they can't. The you DOJ can't release, we're investigating somebody for this, that, and the other for the purpose of souring the public opinion on them. That would be terrible. That'd be horrible. We're investigating Joe Getty for child pornography. Never mind that I've never looked at any. I'm horrified by the very idea of it. And I will, you know, track down and choke to death anybody who engages in it willingly. But to put that out there, no, that's a horrible idea. Here's a better idea. Or it's a question. Why hasn't Trump put it out? Because he likes the speculation. Yes. Yes. And do you know how many people are fundraising off of this quote unquote raid at this point? Having their supporters show your outrage, send me $20 and zillions of dollars are pouring in. And I, for one, am sick of it. And I can't take it anymore. For better or worse, Trump likes things chaotic. Yes. He so does. he is. He's not in the business of calming things down. He likes stirring things up. And uh, so, yeah, that, that's that's why he's doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, how about the Wall Street Journal report that is out today that says the call came, the call came from inside the house. The, ring, the, ring, the, ring. the tip off was some from someone at Mar a Lago, mm-hmm. and Mick Mulvaney says there would only be a handful of people that know where the boxes were. He said I worked there. I was his chief of staff. I worked there for nearly 2 years. I didn't know he had a safe there. I mean, it had to be somebody that like was close enough to the president that knew what was up that was the tip off. And he said I don't know I'm not around them anymore, so I don't know any names for you anything like that, but he said there wouldn't have been 6 8 people that possibly had that that level of knowledge about Mar-a-Lago. So, who 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 contacted the FBI or somebody? Hmm. That's what the Wall Street Journal is reporting today. So I don't know what that's all about. You know, I'm trying to remember if I printed out the email from, uh, I'm pretty sure it was from uh, Paolo. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to hold on to this for mailbag, but it's too appropriate right now. Uh, 
Guys, I've seen several reports that news of the FBI raid at Mar-a-Lago was broken by Trump, meaning his people tipped off the media that uh, the FBI was on hand at Mar-a-Lago. Uh, I've Are also you kidding? Spe- when the FBI showed up at his home, he was skipping around and clicking his heels. Right, sure. He yeah, loved yeah. that. Oh, this is awesome. I'm back, in the, I'm back at the center of attention, and he is. I've also seen speculation that it was prompted by a tip from a Trump insider as to, you know, the safe and what you were just describing. Is he clever enough to have tricked the FBI into believing the raid was justified, knowing that there would be nothing to find, leaving the FBI with egg on his face? Probably not, but maybe. (laughs) What was the the publicist that would call People Magazine? John Miller. (laughs) Did John Miller call the FBI? Just like he used to call People Magazine and talk about who he was dating, but who Trump was dating. Did John Miller call the FBI and say, yeah, I'm uh, John Miller. I'm very, very, I'm, I'm John Miller. I'm very close to the president. Very, very, no one's closer. I'm very close to the, <laughs> the president. Closest. <laughs> and I'm telling you, he's got all kinds of archives, the best archives you've ever seen. He stole, he stole George Washington's head from the archives. He has it in a safe at Miralago. <laughs> The alien from Roswell, he's got it in his safe. <laughs> yes, Michael. Can you imagine all this happened because of a Trump prank call? <laughs> right. That is absolutely possible. Not the John Miller stuff, but it is possible that he lured the FBI into this. Absolutely possible. Yeah, yeah. And then they come up with nothing, and it don't look good at all. <laughs> He has only the best none of archives. this is none of this is good. No, no, none no, of this not. is good. No, 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 no. As as we were saying a couple weeks ago, when that survey came out of record low trust in all our institutions, that is not good. I don't care what your politics are; that is not going to turn out well. Yeah, yeah. I want to discuss that very question. Uh, angry emails juxtaposed against some. Uh, to me, brilliant writing about uh, why the burn everything down attitude is so wrong. Yeah. I mean, mom and dad are in a knife fight in the kitchen, and the all the kids can do is say, go dad or go mom. <laughs> Nobody seems concerned <laughs> oh, that mom and dad are in a knife fight <laughs> in the kitchen. Oh, jeez. It's not going to end well. It's going to end disastrously. Go my team. Go my team. I'm sick of it. Like I said, I'm not going to pretend it's normal or it's healthy or yay for my team. It's we're, Mom and dad are going to end up dead in the kitchen. Or cer- Mom's the Constitution and dad is justice. Or certainly or the marriage is coming apart. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and it has to stay together. Right. Doesn't have to be happy. Just uh, short of knife fights. Let's start the show officially. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this, it is Thursday, August 11th, the year 2022. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Okay, let's leap into action. Then officially, according to FCC rules and regulations, searching the safe of your conscience to try to get to the truth. Here we go at Mark. Actually, I just want to say a number. Zero. Today, we received news that our economy had 0% inflation in the month of July. 0%. So that's... Oh, I thought, I thought that zero was the number of Democrats who actually want him to run again. <laughs> <laughs> so that came out while we were on the air yesterday, and I just I wanted to play that again because um, I take in a lot of news from a lot of different sources, and... Only Fox played that. Everybody else played portions of his speech yesterday and left that out. 
And you're going to tell me that that was wow. an accident? Wow. Because it didn't make any sense. I mean, it technically is fine, but politically is a lie. Because technically, inflation did not go up from June to July. No, but, it can. T- well, go ahead, but, sir. <laughs> but walking out in front of people when things are multiples more expensive than they were a couple of years ago and saying we have no inflation is crazy. It, we're at oh, 8.5% yeah. inflation, the highest aside from the previous month that we've had in 40 years. So to walk out and say it's zero is just, I mean, that's trying too hard to spin a story. I was just reading about the horrific, horrific gun violence in Philadelphia, where, by the way, they have a George Soros-supported, uh, you know, I almost said soft on crime, practically apathetic about crime, DA. And the bloodletting is just terrible in Philly. For some reason, you don't hear about it as much in Chicago or whatever. But um, And if they have the same horrific record murder rate from July to August... And the mayor of Philadelphia gets up and says, zero, zero percent growth in the murder rate. That is a lie. That's a, that's, it's just, it's a brutal, dishonest abuse of the office. It's still world record murders. It just happens to be the same world record as last month. What are you doing? Yeah. That was a heck of an odd way to handle it. But anyway, my point was that none of the other media played that portion of his speech because they knew it was, you know, something you'd it's have not to... It's not good for their team. You'd have to explain really hard to make it work. Anyway, so you've already mentioned Mailbag and said it was fantastic and maddening. So yesterday's... I don't think I said that. <laughs> yesterday's general manager was swirling mists of uncertainty. Something like today that. Today it is arguing about Trump. Yes. We're on a roll. You know, it was our biggest mistake. Coming back from vacation and working a full week. <laughs> you got to ease. Probably three days, four max. Yeah, you should ease back good. into it. Right. You can't go from vacation to a full work week. You'll crack your right. brain. Your brain Getting will crack. Getting off it. the couch and just full sprint. It's terrible. Yeah, it's not good for you. So we got all Especially that. for an older fella, right? We got all that stuff on the way. Lots to catch up on. Man, Ukraine blasted the hell out of some Russian planes, which is awesome. Um, among other things, here's our text line, 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Here's a great uh, counterfactual or, or pretend history or whatever they call that from yesterday's headlines. What if the Iranians has, had succeeded in assassinating John Bolton? What if they had pulled off that plot? How would we have reacted? We'll talk about that later because, yeah, that story came out yesterday. Yipes. Thank God they didn't succeed and not just because, you know, you know, I'm thinking about the mustachioed's health. Uh I think our response would have been pretty pretty strong. Oh, my gosh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I heard a report about uh, some uh, American resident. Uh, he's an Iranian, I guess, back in the day, but he's been ad- abducted uh, and held now by Iran, one of many political prisoners. They're executing people like crazy. That re- regime is so evil, 
so evil, and it's worth remembering as they try to get nukes. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. From the great Alexis de Tocqueville, it's one of my faves. Democracy and socialism have nothing in common but one word, equality. But notice the difference. While democracy seeks equality in liberty, socialism seeks equality in restraint and servitude. The old RNS. You don't want them. Hmm? Mailbag. I uh, got a couple of fabulous pieces of email that I think may be just a little bit too long for mailbag, but we'll see. New primary game, writes Tom. His policies are a 10, but he's a dumpster fire of a human. I think I know what you're hinting at there, Tom, my boy. Oh, boy. It's the TikTok game on politics. In a totally unrelated email, Sideshow Bob writes on the topic of Trump. Heard you guys wondering aloud yesterday, why is there so much attention on the dealings of Donald Trump today, even though he's been in business for decades? It's being investigated by every level of government all of a sudden now. Bob writes, I think if you're able to ask Al Capone or John Gotti, they'd say, if you're going to work outside the law, don't let the spotlight shine on you too brightly. Uh, good one. I always like to say, if you want to get away with shady shizzle, stay in the shadows. What do you think, Joe? Could that get me in that book of quotations? I mean, it does have a certain Susian quality to it, right? That's a pretty good one. Shady uh, shizzle. Shady shizzle. Shiznizzle. Uh, let's see. Beware the Ides of April, writes Alvin in uh, Berserkly, California. Uh, Soon to be uh, 11 years listening. Looking forward to the oven mitts. Yeah, they're on the way. <laughs> I wanted to give you my take on the 87,000 new IRS agents. I'm going to stop him there. I didn't want to quibble. It's come up a lot. It's 87,000 employees. And and we've actually got some news clips later on the show about how utterly incapable of doing their job the IRS is. They don't have enough anybody. They the, the, the millions of phone calls that go unanswered from people trying to get help on their taxes. They're understaffed at the IRS. Now, if they do send out a bunch of agents to uh, to vex and beset and, and torture middle class America, that's no good. I hate that idea. But they're understaffed. Anyway, well, they are promising X number of billions of dollars because of audits. So somebody's going to be doing that and enforcement Mm -hmm. in general. Right. Uh, But Alvin makes a really good point. Uh, There's now a requirement to report if you're an independent contractor of any kind and you receive more than six hundred dollars from client, you'll have to get a ten ninety nine from that person or business. This will be a pain in the neck for you and whoever hires you. Imagine you have an occasional house cleaner or gardener. Oftentimes, people of not much income have workers like this. Many times these workers are undocumented migrants without Social Security numbers who may not pay taxes. Uh, This is one of the reasons Pelosi put this in a previous covid bill. The Democrats really want to get the underground economy to come out of the shadows and pay taxes wow interesting thinking as a uh, single parent who uses babysitters a lot how many people follow the letter of the law on babysitters and taxes and all that sort of stuff practically nobody i'm guessing right and and gardeners and and housekeepers and whatever else yeah it's a good point alvin you're you're gonna see a hell of a lot more enforcement of that sort of thing which by the way fits in with a piece i ran uh, read last night about opportunity cost in your own life and whether or not you should hire people to do things is as opposed to have more free time and this and that. It's really interesting. I want to do that, that reminds me, sleeve boy, sleeve boy, you're late with my sleeves. <laughs> Sorry. More news on the way. Also, if you miss an hour, grab the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Uh, I, I read the document with great interest. I had not seen it before. I was not aware of many of the specifics in it, although obviously I'd long had a uh, general understanding of, uh, of what the threat was. And, and I think it's quite correct to say many other Americans are in uh, the targets of this regime. This was not an idle threat. And this is not the first time we've uncovered brazen acts by Iran to exact revenge against individuals on U.S. soil. So that was John Bolton and his mustache, who was uh, the national security advisor under Trump. The Iranians targeted him for assassination, we now know. And also Matt Olson, former national security advisor. I don't know his name. I know a number of people are targeting, including Pompeo, the secretary of mm-hmm. state. The Iranians were trying to pull off uh, uh, assassinating some of our top public officials. Thank God they didn't succeed. And not just you know, because I don't want those poor gentlemen to die at the hands Certainly of an assassin. Right. What the hell would our, our response have been to Iran? Do you have a, what do you think? Would we have bombed Tehran? 
It would have been. It would have to be pretty over the top. You got to take yeah. out the Ayatollah, don't you? Target Why? him immediately. Easier said than done. Uh, put a bug in his beard. I don't know. Uh, tracking device. <laughs> um, well, we rubbed out Suleimani. Right. So obviously, uh, game on. It's it's on. You're right. Um, so in answer to your question, what would we have done? I don't know. Maybe we would have called our friends the Israelis. Um, who who but have that's, you're, you're, shadowy you're, fellas with fast motorcycles if I'm, if I'm done a, some damage. If I'm a certain kind of talk show host, I'm yelling at you with your moral equivalence. We rubbed out Suleimani, who was recognized worldwide <laughs> moral equivalence? as a terrorist. That's not the... It's not, well, you did that, so we did this. You can't kill innocent heads of state who have committed no crimes versus a murderer. Those are, well, you know, well, you did no, that, I'm you not, did that. that. Well, it's yeah, I know. sickening, your attitude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fun to be a punching bag. It's more fun than I imagined. Um, so, uh, oh, no, that's, that wasn't my argument at all, clearly. Um, just that uh, things had been ratcheted up to a very, very high level. So what we would we have done? Gosh, I don't know. It would have been uh, ugly and big, though. It, it would have been a message that... Oh, no, you don't. Well, you got You, wanna, you, you want to put your hand above mine on the time-honored who goes first in baseball tradition? Yeah, you're not going to like the next hand. So, yeah, you've got to make it uh, too expensive to ever do that sort of thing again. Right. Yeah. So, and who knows how that would have roiled the world. So, thank God it never happened. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Bolton was actually uh, dryly humorous uh, talking about the hit uh, uh, plot, number 63, Michael. $300,000 price tag on your head. Well, I was embarrassed at the low price. I would have thought it would have been higher, but, you know, I guess uh, maybe it was the exchange rate <laughs> problem or something. <laughs> I'm, worth, I'm worth 300 grand? It does that, seem a little I low. was the national security advisor. It seems a little low. I was in favor of bombing the Soleimani. 300 grand? That's an insult. The other thing I took from that clip is it's another sign of how incredibly low unemployment is. Wolf Blitzer still has a job. No, oh, wow. So... Anyway, your hatred of uh, Wolf Blitzer it will never recede. Uh, Bolton said one more thing I think worth uh, airing. How about number 65, Michael? I don't know what else to say. I, I think we ought to put the kibosh on these negotiations uh, and deal with the growing threat that Iran poses and not try to appease them. Yeah, he's talking about the Iran nuke deal, which is, I guess, they've hashed out something or other. And now it's gone back to Iran and uh, and Washington and each side's deciding whether they can live with it. Meanwhile, Iran is trying to violate it as fast as they can and as egregiously as they can. And uh, this is going to end badly. You know, I I would have thought this situation would have worked itself out by now, by 2022. The whole Iran trying to get a nuke as fast as they can and Israel saying, the second we think they have one, it's on. Mm-hmm. So, who knows? I'm looking Speaking at the Iran, I'm looking yes. at the oh, bank of TVs real quick, and uh, ABC News has their uh, little banner at the bottom says "Fallout over FBI raid." That's not the MSNBC version of the story. You're using the word "raid," which I'm mm-hmm. told by Morning Joe is off limits. You're suggesting there is fallout in to me suggests that that's appropriate. So, um. Yeah. What an interesting political move. Maybe there's no politics involved at all. Maybe it's just the attorney general. Maybe it's just the Justice Department do, treating Trump exactly the same way they'd treat anybody else. Of course, I'm not sure that's a good idea, actually. Uh, yeah, I mean, if if you ask me, picture this. Tell me if this is real, uh, realistic. Trump 
took some stuff as memorabilia that belongs in the archives. Personal correspondence, that sort of thing. And the National Archives said, no, we want it. Go get it. And a bunch of bureaucrats filled out the forms and said, go get that stuff. Yeah, I could believe that. No, man, if you went into a former president's home with all those FBI agents surrounded his house for that, no, that is not going to play well politically. Um, Mikhail Mulvaney... Oh, see, see, you're in favor then. Uh, Jack gets to be the punching bag mm. now. You're in favor of every decision made by justice to be run through a political filter. Who's in? Who's out? Justice for me, not for thee. Yeah, you don't want the president to be above the law, but... Special treatment for political reasons? I mean, if you cause a freaking revolution or thousands dead in the street, I'm not sure that you get to stand behind, well, we're going to treat everybody the same. I'm not, I'm not sure that works. I don't know. I don't know. We're a nation of laws, not men. I'm, no, I'm arguing with myself here. Mick Mulvaney made the point, though, in terms of the preserving record stuff, which it, I have heard uh, legal experts of every stripe, by the way, even your MSNBC types, ABC, whatever, along with Fox, Say you can't go into the house just to preserve records. I mean, you, that that can't be it. That better not uh-huh. be it. So lots of people think that's a bad idea. But he, he was talking about the preserving records thing. And so if you're the president and you're sitting at your desk and you're figuring out, you know, I'm going to give a speech on something, you start and oh, that's stupid, and you wad it up and throw it in the trash. Somebody runs over and grabs that out of the trash and unwads it and puts it in a folder. <laughs> that's just the way it works. Isn't that right. something? Yep. It is. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Michael, just uh, let the record show that we had something different planned. I had said it would be fun and lifestyle but Jack hijacked the segment to talk about Trump. Because he can't let shut up. The, let the record show. It's Jack's fault. We're now talking about Trump again. And then I will take those records home. Damn you. I'll Damn take those you. records home and put them in a box <laughs> in my basement. I went through Melania's underwear drawer. <laughs> so I don't know that story. I haven't heard that story. Have you heard that story? There's the, some, uh, yeah, uh, Trump put it out. The, 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 no, literally that they went through the closet, I guess. Because some people are really outraged that they went through her clothing. See, you're stupid if you think that, <laughs> all right? You, you need to not vote and, for God's sake, never email us. Well. Now, you either think the FBI... Uh, serving of the warrant and search was justified, or it wasn't. And if you think it wasn't, okay, that's a perfectly reasonable opinion, and I respect it. I might agree, I might disagree. It's a reasonable opinion. But if you think, again, to take Trump out of it, although Jack will bring it back to Trump, inevitably, if there's search in my house for, I don't know, the, 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 the pot, okay? They serve a warrant. They sweep through the house. One of the agents heads for our closet, and the head agent says, Whoa, no, no, don't go in the closet. His wife's clothes are in there. <laughs> what, what is your view of the world? You're too dumb to vote if you think that. Okay? I'm tired of it. I will not pander to idiots anymore. Speaking of marking the record, mark the record. Today is the day Joe will pander to morons no more. I actually heard an FBI agent or somebody who's involved with FBI raids regularly said, that's the first place you look. That's where the stuff almost always is, is in the wife's like uh, clothing drawers. Almost always. The yeah. stuff you're looking for, which is hilarious. That's where my stuff is. <laughs> <laughs> kind of if funny. the FBI is listening, save yourself time and trouble. Go straight to the closet. <laughs> anyway, 
Yeah, we got lots of other stuff. Gas keeps going down. That's good, right? You know, for whatever reason. Actually, a lot of it is because people are driving so much less. Have you seen the numbers on that? I just saw the headline. So the president can take credit for, uh, you know, trying to take credit for zero. We have zero percent inflation. A lot of it being gas went down and uh, gas went down because demand went down so much. So it's, you know, prices set on supply and demand. And there's a lot more supply because people we're driving less than we did, like during the pandemic, because gas got so expensive. Wow. 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 Yeah, it's really quite amazing. uh, Really good, interesting uh, economic information of that sort. And what a big lie. The zero, zero inflation that the great Graham Potus said the uh, the other day. What a lie that is. Plus, what I was going to do before Jack hijacked the segment was uh, because Tehran is one of the worst cities in the world to live. I was going to give you the the list of the best and worst uh, cities to live. Tehran is on the list of worst cities to live. But it's not the worst. Wow. Wow. Not even close. Okay, stay tuned. (laughs) Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A couple of 
things I'm looking forward to talking about. One, I've read a great piece about opportunity costs that uh, hopefully is going to change the way I live my life. Um, so that's that's important. In terms yeah, of, yeah, that's a concept that blew my mind when I first came across it. Opportunity cost. It seems kind of obvious once you learn it, but it's important. And in terms of your personal life and, you know, uh, whether it's worth hiring somebody to do this so you have more free time to do that, et cetera, et cetera. Um, also, the whole Fifth Amendment thing. Trump took the Fifth Amendment like 400 times or something yesterday, and that's become a topic of conversation. The, the Fifth Amendment, what's it for? How is it viewed? That I think is pretty interesting. Yeah, and I would like to apologize for calling people stupid. If people smarter than me routinely called me stupid, that would be very hurtful. I apologize. I blame the COVID. I believe I still have COVID fatigue. It's made me tired and irritable to blame my ill will on. A disease is also weak, so I apologize for that. (laughs) Wow. Wow. (laughs) Joe's on his apology tour. Well, I just... If... if, uh, I don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> Apologizing oh. too much is also a sign of something. You know, it's it's interesting. Just a little internal on-air meeting here. Uh, the email, mailbag at armstrongandyeti.com, is a wonderful resource. I mean, just tremendous. Y'all do a great job of keeping your eye out and saying, hey, did you guys see this? Or offering really great insight. Or I've got this data scientist, an email, uh, James the data scientist, who wants to talk about the Joe Biden zero, zero inflation thing and how incredibly dishonest it is. And he lays it out beautifully. It's a wonderful resource. On the other hand, the angry, you know, uh, uh, half-wit troll crowd, it just... Usually it doesn't bother me. Some days it does, though. You know, you know why it bothers me. I think I grew up, you know, reading uh, the, the great uh, the biographies of the great Americans and the great ideas and the founding documents and really revering them, and and got to perhaps an older age than I should have with a you could call it idealistic, you could call it noble, or you could call it naive idea that this country and its governance is about a competition between ideas and philosophies as opposed to just trying to anger the mob or whip them up or make them afraid so that they run in this direction or that and give money and vote. I mean, the, the, the great ideas, please, nobody even gives a crap, especially in modern uh, you know, uh, media and social media-driven politics. So there are some days that really gets me down. And, you know, I just got to get over it. Mm. Anyway, I also apologize for the length of that soul-cleansing little scrape. <laughs> Here are your best and worst places to live in the world. I don't want to bog you, it down, but can you give me just an yeah. idea of the criteria? Uh, yeah, where is the methodology? Uh, da, 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 da. Supported by, uh, let's see, economic stability, political stability, good infrastructure, uh, health care, uh, cultural opportunities, entertainment, uh, that sort of thing. Okay. So if you're a person who just cherishes small town living, this list might not be appropriate for you. But right. uh, anyway, it, it seemed reasonable. But uh, the U.S. does not make the best list nor the worst. Um, the 10 best places. Uh, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Counting up Osaka, Japan, and Melbourne, Australia, which tied. Okay. Amsterdam. Toronto, Frankfurt, Germany, Geneva, Switzerland, (laughs) 
you're 50 times richer than me if you can afford to live in Geneva. Yeah, uh, so Van- that's that's great. That's uh, Thanks for the heads up that it'd be nice to leave, live in Geneva, Switzerland. I mean, what the <laughs> hell? Vancouver, Canada, you could live there, maybe. Yeah. Vancouver's nice. Cal- Calgary, Canada. Nice job, Canada. Zurich, Switzerland, again, if I could, I would. Uh, Copenhagen, Denmark. And number one, Vienna, Austria. One of the great cultural capitals of all Western civilization, which I'm told is white supremacy. I'm which glad. Is a load of crap. I'm glad you did that caveat for all the people out there who don't live in giant cities and don't want to. I mean, those of you who live in cities and have your whole life assume that everybody either does or wants to, but there's gazillions of people around the world that have no interest in living in a city. I don't care how many museums you have or how many sports teams you have. I don't have any interest in living in your giant city um, is, is true for many, many, many people. I would point out that several of those cities are not giant cities by any stretch of the imagination. They're 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 small cities. They're big towns, small cities. Yeah. I mean, Calgary is not a huge city. No, it's not. Uh, anyway, uh, not to get hung up on that. Here are your worst places to live, and if you are if you have already bought a house in these places, I'd see if you could get out of the contract. <laughs> uh, counting down from the tenth worst to the worst, uh, Tehran, Iran, number ten. Number nine, Douala, Cameroon. Number nine, Harare, Zimbabwe. Uh, counting down, Dhaka, Bangladesh. Port Moresby, PNG, which I had to look at, is Papua New Guinea. Okay. Which is right on the ocean. It looks, geographically, it looks like it would be spectacular. If they could get their is- act together governance-wise, would probably be a vacation Paradise that would bring in gazillions of dollars a year, but lots of places. I always use the yeah. example of Tijuana versus San Diego. It's just oh. the only difference between those two places is government. That's right. That's right. And worth remembering. Uh, where were we? Ah, Karachi, Pakistan is fifth from the bottom. That's a shame because it's beautiful this time of year. Uh, <laughs> Algiers, Algeria. So nice. They named it twice. Uh, <laughs> uh, your number three worst is Tripoli, Libya. Hard to believe there are worse places than Libya. I gotta believe you're cutting it pretty thin, d- distinguishing between these places at this point. Number two. I mean, you gotta, Lagos, you're, you're, you're you're in Tripoli and you move to that Papua New Guinea place. Do you notice this, <laughs> an extreme jump in your happiness? <laughs> hey, honey, this is nice. I am really loving Port Moresby, Papua New Guinea, compared to that crap hole in Tripoli. Uh, number two, Lagos, Nigeria, and your number one worst place in the world to live, Damascus, Syria. Really? Wow. Yeah, I gotta believe living in Syria, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. And and they go through the list: crime, terrorism, civil unrest, kidnappings, uh, maritime crime, so piracy. Uh, yeah, just craziness. A lot of Russians. Thought some town I can't pronounce in Crimea was a good place to be yesterday, as it's a vacation spot since the Russians took that part of Ukraine away from them back in 2014. Ukraine bombed the bejesus out of it yesterday in a uh, an act that is seen as possibly a game changer in this war. They're certainly mm. going to have to change the strategy of the Russians. We'll talk about that more maybe at some point in hour two, but... Special forces of Ukraine getting deep into Crimea, the base from which the Russians have been sending munitions and troops and supplies of all different kinds. And the Ukrainians got in there and blew up a bunch of planes and a whole bunch of stuff yesterday. It's awesome. Oh, which reminds me, we have some great information compiled by one of our fabulous listeners about corruption in the, the Russian military. 
that we never got to that's just so interesting. Maybe that squeeze that in hour two as well. Cool. Plus, are some folks on the right not against a banana republic? They're rooting for it. There's been a lot of Banana Republic talk in uh, reference to the serving of the search warrant, the raid on Mar-a-Lago. Are some of you people actually against a Banana Republic? Because one prominent thinker thinks you're not. I like bananas so much that term is always uh, plays games in my brain. I, too, am a huge fan of the banana. Mm-hmm. My kids love it. I prefer to pronounce it. Uh, if you miss an hour of the show, you can get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. I know you can't listen to all four hours. We do four hours? That seems like an awful lot of hours. <sighs> but if you can't listen to all four hours, grab the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. All those things we mentioned to you. And a whole bunch more on the way. The The news cycle never slows down in the modern world ever. Welcome to the spicy times. Armstrong and Getty. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.